リンクスタート先輩先輩チーズライダーやディズリスコミーラビンのハダイシステウェットフォーハーシャディソコワイエウェダイフォーハーライダンワチンタイオーダータイウェフ What up, weaves? And welcome in to the beginning of another riveting episode of the Anime Senpai Podcast. I am your humble host, Alexander Teichert. And before I jump into the madness, the craziness, and the luscious hot takes of anime and beyond, take a little bit of my positivity, my blessings, and my sunshine. <laughs> I remember watching that video one time or a reel on Instagram and seeing how pumped up these little dogs were, these pups or whatever it was, with that audio backing them and them just sending you all their love and cuteness. So I figured why not incorporate it and push it forward in every single episode. Before we even get into the debauchery of crazy anime takes, I wanted to give you some positivity. So I hope you're doing well. I hope life has been blessing you and thriving in every aspect. And of course, always making time for the addictions we suffer from of watching too much anime. <laughs> so to do a little housekeeping before I go forward here with you, I recently just did a anime event in Anaheim of Los Angeles. It was the SoCal anime event. Shout outs to my buddy Nico, who is the owner of Affinity. He hit me up last minute and said, my guy, we need somebody to host the cosplay event that is here at the Garden Walk. Can you do it? Can you get the time off? And I said, my friend, I will do everything physically possible to make this a reality and to happen and thankfully I have good people that I work with at the studios they were able to cover the radio shows I had Friday night and I was able to host the cosplay event if you haven't seen the highlights it is on my Instagram you can go there it's all one word anime senpai podcast and it was such an amazing time it was so cool to see how many people showed up It was a collaboration of like a couple events in one. So the other one that was hosted by the actual owners of the Garden Walk, they were doing a taste of Japan and they had all of these great food vendors all spread out in the middle of their corridor area there where they had, oh my gosh, you name it, everything from ramen to actual cooked skewered meats, boba, you name it. It was insane how many different Colvation arts they had and all of this great food and the culture, oh, it was sensational. And then at the top side in the back of the area, they had multiple booths of anime vendors all set up and I could see a lot of my friends there got to talk to a lot of good people and when I hosted the cosplay event I was super amazed to see how many people showed up on a Friday at 6 p.m. for this event and also how many people were in this uh, stage area and the fans that all came and huddled around the stage and even the people on the second level all around the railing at the top watching from the top and it was insane as when I got introduced from the MC from their side and I walked up and grabbed the microphone I I looked forward, kind of did a pipe up to get everybody happy. And as they cheered, I kind of had a little sigh and I was like, holy shit, this is a lot of people looking at me right now. <laughs> so there was a little bit of nervousness actually. And you know what's cool about that and why I loved it so much is the fact that 
when I felt that, and I hope you guys chase this as well, anytime you feel a little bit of nervousness or butterflies or whatever it may be, that is a tall tale sign that something good is happening to you. That is a sign that there is something there that your body is engaged with, that it is something that you should be chasing, that you should never be comfortable with just being comfortable. You need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And as soon as I got up there, shook the jitters real quick because the crowd got hyped, I went into it entertainment mode and I went off the wall did such a great job it was so fun and engaging the whole fan base of people there watching were so engaged we included them with their cheers to help us pick the winners so the whole crowd was roaring it was unbelievable and the best part about it is as soon as it ended, I had a handful of people come behind the stage and come up to me and ask me and tell me how great of a job I did and if I do this for a living if there's a possibility they could hire me for their upcoming events and so I got at least three to four people I exchanged information with for future business opportunities. It was so riveting and such a good job. So I was so pumped to have the opportunity. So humbling to hear so many people tell me what a great job I did. And as I was walking through the event, getting food after the couple of the guys there bought me some drinks. So we had some sake shots, which one of them was called Gravity, by the way. And about 10 minutes after we drank all of them, Gravity was definitely setting in. <laughs> so it was cool to see how many people walked by I me mean, as I'm walking through the parking lot or wherever, going to the car. People were like, hey, man, I saw you on stage. You did such a great job. It was so cool because for me, I don't take any of these compliments as something that feeds my ego. What I take it is, is actually wins to my sales and it helps me move forward even more because it's validating the fact that I'm supposed to be doing this. So whenever somebody humbly tells you that, take it as inspiration and use it. It was so freaking dope. I had to let you guys know about it. I was super pumped about the event. You can check it on my Instagram again and I'm so pumped for the future ones that are coming. So I plan to do even more stuff and more lives to keep you guys engaged just to be you guys a part of it. Also, I know this isn't really anime related, but still, this is nerdy as hell and it should be encompassed with all this Stranger Things. I was doing such a good job of never watching Stranger Things for the past six years since it came out in 2016. I had no interest. I had no infatuation. I had no peak ability. There was nothing swaying me to go want to watch this show. And I'm not like a lot of the people that I hear that are super extreme. They're like, oh, it's a kid's show. It's a bunch of kids being nerds and these stupid monsters come and get them. I wasn't that extreme, okay? I was just merely like, you know what? It's getting really hyped right now. I'll just chill. I'll come to it eventually, right? Well, a couple weeks ago, something just hit me. I don't know if it was Vecna himself that came into my dream and was like, Alex, watch me. I don't know exactly what it was. I will not spoil anything for you, so don't trip. I'm all the way caught up through four seasons, ready for the second two episodes to drop next month to finish the season four. And let me tell you this, this show is going to go down as one of the great shows of our time. And you want to know why I say that? It's so simple because the cinematography is not over the top. It's very simple. It's very dope. It's the type of storyline they give you. The introduction of the upside down world, which is basically ours in a multiple upside down dimension, and it's just completely dark mode. There's these crazy beasts and monsters walking through it. And the fact is, it's so overly nerdy with its references to D&D. These four nerdy buddies who all get together, go through their childhood. One of them gets lost in this upside down world, so they have to band together to find him. The storyline that's connected with all of these side characters, the families, it is so well done and freaking amazing. I will say this as somebody who has reviewed content for multiple years now, who works in entertainment for over 10 years, who's done podcasting, all this crap, right? This show did it 
well. This show is worth the freaking watch. You will instantly know after watching a few episodes, this show means business, and there's a reason why it's going so far as it has, and the next two episodes, I can't freaking wait to see what happens with Vecna and L, especially after the giant plot twist they hit you at the end to complete all of this. Plus, I'm hearing rumors of a season five already in the works to complete the entirety of the show. So dope. I absolutely loved it. I'll tell you this. I'm Teve Steve Effect because my boy Steve, bruh, I love the fact this guy ended up being the babysitter because he was the cool dude dick guy from the school he was the king of hawkins he was just the douchebag chased after all of the you know the women doing his thing and then what's funny is he starts messing around with this girl nancy and he starts to actually kind of dig her and she kind of subconsciously changes him in his ways to where now he ends up being this super cool guy watches over all the kids is there to protect him it's super dope love the guy but i will say this i relate more to jonathan because i was more of a nerdier guy myself and an outcast and out of all the kids bruh it's really, really hard to not like certain ones over the other ones. So I'll get into this another time. Just want to let you guys know it's super dope. You definitely need to watch it. And I'll probably do an episode on Stranger Things one of these days just because it's so much fun and maybe actually bring a guest to do it with me too. That's a tease. Angel, if you're listening, better step it up and get ready for me. So now that all the housekeeping's done, I slacked it last week because I'm trying to get my scheduling down for all this new content I'm creating. So there is a YouTube video dropping this week. It's going to be on also this that I'm doing tonight. It'll be on the greatest anime movies ever released. But just a fun little visual way for you to see our boy Scoo. Little Scoo, Mr. Adam, his uh, editing abilities and seeing my face and having fun with that. So you can definitely see that later this week. But I wanted to talk tonight with you guys about anime movies and how the movie scene, and as I was explaining to you guys about cinematography gold with Netflix and how the movie industry and entertainment as a whole is thriving in every way possible, I wanted to bring to your attention some anime movies that I believe stand against not only the test of time, but go above and beyond to be the pivotal beacon of greatness, the light posts in the distance that we look towards and we yearn to find it in our darkest and deepest days. I am a preacher and a lover of anime to my core. That's why I have an anime half sleeve on my left arm and eventually we'll finish it one day. But I preach and I love anime because of what it entails, what it brings to us as individuals, and the goodness and greatness it instows upon each of us with life lessons. And let me tell you something, my fam, there are plenty of life lessons under every single rock in turn you go through in these anime worlds. That is the best reason and why I still say to this day, I will say it till my dying day, anime is the greatest form of entertainment we have because of the world building, the character creation, everything that is embedded with the story, there is no need for actors to make you sold on the point of getting connected to a story. I just explained Stranger Things, and even as much as I loved it and enjoyed it, I still have anime over it. Do you want to know why? Because it's hard to keep up with the aging process. Humans age as they get older. They change. They look different. I went from a growth spurt because I watched it in three weeks of these kids being in elementary school to grown-ass adults acting like they're freshmen in high school now. It's a little jarring. It's a little off-putting, and it's tough to get over at times, but but you just enjoy it for what it is, right? There is none of that with anime. And the best part about anime is the relatability you have with these characters because they're created with the intent for you to grab onto them. That's why a lot of these movies, especially the one-shot anime movies, stand against the test of time because you can come back to them at any waking moment. There are super old movies that are on here as well that I've watched that are at least 20 years old. One of them that's 25 that just had a birthday and they're still freaking amazing. And one, by the way, Trigun, which that movie was amazing too that I've watched, they announced that's coming back 
next year on Crunchyroll. They're redoing the anime series in 2023. Huge news. I know. It's sensational. I love Vash the Stampede. Your boy is beyond hype for that. Let's continue with these anime ones that are coming from the movie series. How about Sword Art Online, the progressive arc now? I went to watch that first one in movie theaters with a couple of the buddies, and when I watched the Sword Art Progressive aria of the Starless Night, let me tell you something. That right there is anime gold. Those anime movies deserve to be seen in theaters. I wish I had the ability to go see the Violet Evergarden one and I messed up and didn't see it. I wish I could have went and saw Rascal Does Not Dream of Dreaming Girl. It would have been sensational because there's something the movie theater experience does that nothing else can do as well, just like anime does with uh, its exploration of anime characters and life lessons and whatnot. When you go to an actual movie theater, it is the atmosphere around it that gets you engaged because you walk into a room with its seated seats, the padding around it, your snacks, your drinks, whatever it may be, these huge sound systems, especially if you pay the top dollar and go to like their IMAX theaters or whatever else they have, Adobe Atmos sound, and you get engaged to this dark room, this huge screen in front of you, and the roaring of the music and everything that surrounds you, you get even more sucked into it. It's like putting on the headgear unit of SAO and getting sucked into it like, I'm here and I'm here to kill and not die forget you (laughs) you know like that's why it's so dope so that's why i really wanted to take a sec to highlight these and to go through these with you because there's a lot of these that i believe truly deserve to be mentioned and talked about so as we get into it let's start with one shot movies first i'm going to give you a lot of honorary mentions the honorable mentions some could say and then i'll get to you my top three and tell you why they deserve to be my top three and then we'll go into the anime series movies as well so first off I have to mention a few of these. There was so many people in a TikTok video I dropped that I called it my top three anime movies of all time. There were so, so many of them that kept saying, and I did it on purpose and leaving them out of my honorable mentions because I knew how hot it would get people. I left out, I want to eat your pancreas because, well, I don't like organs or eating organs. I'm not one of those crazy meat eaters or whatever, but I left out the movie, I want to eat your pancreas. And I also left out Akira because I saw how many people a lost their literal s because of it they jumped in the comment section with their giant twitter fingers how dare you not eat my pancreas and i said well i don't eat organs but thank you anyways <laughs> like i was literally so dumbfounded you can go and read them it cracks me up and there was people who said they just love reading the comments because of how i would respond it was hysterical to see how many people were lost in the sauce because i didn't put a movie on there that they loved without realizing it's just an opinion and i do it for fun you know like it was oh man It was sensational. And trust me, there is no hate towards I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. It is a great movie as well. Just like I was saying you with Akira. I was talking to my uh, my buddy Scoo, the editor that does all my uh, editing for YouTube and stuff like that. He was telling me as well, he loved the movie. He thought it was great. And it's true. A lot of people love those movies. It's a good older movie. That's why it's so dope. But I just like to kind of, you know, stir the pot a little bit. So let's get in to some of these honorable mentions. And let me give you a little bit of the sauce why I have these here. So first on this, and this goes without saying, Spirited Away. Come on, if you have not seen Spirited Away, I kind of question your ability as an anime lover and fan. You must be super new, and if you're not, I really don't understand why you're slacking, because the abundant amount of one-shot movies that are out there, especially with Studio Ghibli and how much amazing work they've done, there's actually haters. I've actually seen people who hate on Studio Ghibli just to hate on them because of how massive they are. That's how you know you've made it, by the way. If you have haters just to hate on you, just to hate, you did something right. I mean, I'm telling you right now, you're hating 
haters are your biggest fans. They just don't know it yet. I'm just saying, you know, you'll never be able to please everybody. Even Jesus had haters and homie was here just to help everybody. So spirit it away. It's such a beautifully told story because it takes you into the world of imagination. This young girl, their family, they move to a new place. Her family ends up getting stuck in like this crazy carnival, whatever it is, like almost like a festival setting. They're eating too much food. They end up turning into pigs. And then she starts seeing all of these animals that are talking and living this whole world of different type of entities and all. It was such a dope setup because you're literally in a different world. The creation, the mindset, the ability someone has to take you in that crazy crazy realm of like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, whatever you want to say. That is so cool to see how people's imagination works. And I loved the setting of it. I loved the story and how innocent and cute it was. This little girl trying to make her way to save her family, to help the prince, all this stuff. It was so cool. I love Spirited Away. It'll always be one of my favorite movies. And it's because it's one of the staples, I believe, in the anime world. And a lot of people don't talk about it enough. And it is upsetting because most people will just say, oh, yeah, I love it. It's definitely good. There isn't many that I see that have it in their top three. There was some that were in the comments section on TikTok. But most, they're just like, yeah, it was a good movie. It's, it's kind of interesting. I would actually respect people more if they had it in their top three. Let's go to the next honorable mention. Let's go to Princess Mononoke. So now this movie is the one that I kind of teased and said that I watched it on its birthday, on its 25th anniversary. This movie now has been out for a cool, cool minute. And you know what's so dope about it? I am an extreme nature buff. Here's a little fun little side story about my life and a little insight. The thing I love to do now, especially in summertime here out in California, is I love to go longboarding. I have a longboard that is so decked out, the whole bottom of it is actually covered in individual eye slap stickers from Darling and the Franks. Shout outs to Vinyl Labs because Frankie wanted to do a promotional video for their stickers. So we slapped the entirety of my board with like, I think it was like a hundred stickers of large and mini ones too. And it looked looks insane. It's a one of one and I freaking love it. And I go longboarding all the time in the summertime to get some natural vitamin D, the sunlight, and I sit out in nature. I'll just go out there and sit in the middle of these soccer fields where no one's around and just live. <laughs> Embrace the moment and just ground. Take my shoes and my socks off and just enjoy myself. It's really cool and I love it. So to have a movie that's based on the premise of nature itself and showing how deep it goes where this princess herself, she gets taken in by the wolf god and she becomes the princess of the wolves and they're going through in this god of the forest itself and how humans they're playing this crazy role and they're destroying the forest area itself that it actually enraged and made one of these bulls go crazy and got devoured by like the darkness it almost reminded me of like uh the movie from spider-man um venom it almost reminded me of that where like this entity just takes over its host and just makes it go crazy and wild and so it starts off with that like boar this boar god just trampling through this young man's village and he actually gets freaking like cursed and so his whole village which by the way can i stop real quick hold on let me back up the way this movie starts trips me out because this young dude saves his village and in doing so gets cursed by this uh, wild boar that has this crazy demon or whatever in it. And in doing so, when he gets cursed, his village looks at him and was like, you must be casted out and you are exiled from us as our only prince as their whole like civilization is dying from the older people and they have no younger people. So they kick the only young prince out of there because he gets cursed for saving them. I was like, bro, you know what? Y'all deserve to actually be extinct as a civilization. We're Aaron Yeager when you need him with the rumbling stomp through real quick <laughs> I was like this makes no sense and so they literally cut off his hair and they're like you are officially dead to us god bless <laughs> I was like what I was instantly locked into the movie 
And so you kind of go through it. And there's some really prominent voice actors too in there. I'm terrible with names, so I don't remember all of them. But they were really cool to see how the story plays out. And the big focus about it, which I loved, is the fact that it highlights how evil we are as human beings to nature around us and how much we're actually a parasite to natural resources. We take it. We give nothing back. We constantly want more. And we don't care. Like, we'll just throw our garbage and stuff out. I mean, look at now. We're just burying our garbage because we ain't got nowhere to put it. It's, it's terrible. It really is terrible to see how we live with this world and it sucks we're literally allowing ourselves to kill ourselves and so i like the representation the movie is super dope even though it's older animation style too you got to watch it and this parlays into the next one which is howl's moving castle bruh the fact that i do believe i remember this one because it was very definitive for me that i believe it's christian bale is one of the voice actors in this don't hold me to it but i believe it was howl's moving castle i love the life lessons come get you some it's literally a representation about the outer beauty and how it means nothing in the grand scheme of everything to where this main character the girl gets cursed by this witch and she turns her into an old lady so she basically is walking around with this old lady now and the whole world sees her as one but yet she still tries to find how she's trying to find a way to break the curse and in doing so she sees him meets him helps him out and his adventures which is like kind of even deeper connected to like the the royal guard and their mages and the war that's going on between these two countries because they can't find the prince and who would have known that this freaking scarecrow that's just hopping around bibbidi boppity boopity is the prince like spoiler i know but it was such a cool movie and i love again the creativity to it it has that fun factor where it's almost supernatural like i love that kind of a vibe i love when you test the bounds of reality i love when you push past limitations because us as humans we're bracketed from the very start we know we can't fly we ain't got no uh, wings we can't do all that stuff but you know what human beings said they said nay we will make planes that can go faster than gravity quote unquote that pulls us down to the ground and we will challenge it and we will fly ourselves and we did it we made cars to go farther we made boats to sail across like it's crazy to see what we're capable of so that's why when you watch this and you see the human being effect and what they're able to do it's amazing i love it and the fact it has like this subtle uh love story that's connected with hal and the girl and how they get this like kind of uh he she saves him and says he's not a monster even though the world thinks he's beautiful but he's really like this crazy crow looking thing again outer beauty means nothing on the inside that's why this movie and uh i think this is funny how i'm gonna reference it shallow howl Remember Shallow Howl with uh, Jack Black where he no longer sees women for their outer beauty but their inner beauty? Isn't it funny how Shallow Howl is the same as Howl's Moving Castle? Do you see You see the connections here? I'm making this off the fly and it's tripping me out. But the same concept for both of them. Outer beauty is only skin deep. It means nothing if the person inside is corroding and ugly. And I think it's amazing if we could see somebody for their inner beauty. I'd probably trip out too in Shallow Howl how she keeps breaking all the chairs and stuff she's sitting in because she looks so petite but that's for another time loved the movie the next one on this honorable mention list i want to talk about grave of fireflies now i was dumb one night and i was on a anime movie binging spree because shout out to jb one of the homies he actually was the one who sent me a lot of anime movies so i have a good amount of them saved on my laptop i went on an anime watching spree so i watched the bunny girl senpai one i watched the sword art on light one i watched i think it was perfect blue as well and then i ended it with grave of fireflies before i was going to go to sleep and let me tell you i was in a grave of sorrow and weeping because that, this movie 
Oh my lord, it's not for the faint of heart. It's very much so a reflecting image of how suffering and death follows with war. And this was taking place during World War II, towards the end of it, and what was going on with everyone that lived over in Japan and how their suffering was. And it sucks because you followed the life of this young boy and girl who their mom died from the bombing or the fires from it. And so they were kind of traveling around, staying with their aunt, and their aunt really didn't care much to for them and kind of really didn't take care of them that great. So they left to take care of themselves. And unfortunately, they both end up dying. I mean, I don't mean to spoil it for you. I'm sorry, but it kind of sets the tone in the beginning when you see their spirits already from the start. So it's terrible. It's It hurts my heart to see their suffering and how the thing that they died from was so easy to fix. It was starvation. It was malnutrition. They didn't have enough food to eat. And it hurt. It hurt so bad to watch it. I literally was sitting there and it's like, I felt like I was punching myself in my private area and crying every time I did it and kept doing it. I was like, why am I watching this right now before I go to bed? It was heartbreaking, but it was so important to watch because of the life lessons we don't realize of how much suffering goes on with war. It's not the people that are, the countries that are fighting, it's the civilians. It's those that are there that have to suffer through it and it's so poetically told and the way it ends with what he does, the main boy, before he ultimately meets his demise... Oh, man. I almost feel like I need to take a break from this now. <laughs> oh, gosh. It had to have been an honorable mention. It's it's too good to not be mentioned. And I know a lot of people don't like to be sad, but boy, oh, boy, that one's amazing, too. Let me mention some other ones real quick. So I did mention I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, uh, Perfect Blue, which is a really good one, too, if you haven't seen it. Akira, it's another great one. Um, Weathering With You, like, come on. Makoto Shinkai is one of the greatest movie producers, if not the greatest, for a reason. Because of the few anime movies he's made, uh, he is probably going to be in the Hall of Fame after this. Weathering With You was the first anime movie I've ever seen in theaters. And I'm ashamed to say that because I've waited so long to actually go to movie theaters to see it. But I'm also super excited that I did because it was me and my buddy Chris. We went, both of us, to a night showing. And there was these three ladies that sat next to us up close to the front row. And I remember while we were watching it and got towards the end, this really emotional part, I kind of teared up and I looked at the chicks next to me and she was kind of tearing up. So we both kind of teared up together. It was super cute. But it was it was one of those movies where the amount of animation style they put into just the raindrops itself in certain scenes was unbelievable. I know people are such anime junkies and such like uh, addicts for the Demon Slayer animation and stuff like that, bro. Go see Weathering With You if you have not seen it yet. It is breathtaking. The type of score and the music that plays with it, with the storyline and how this girl is connected to like the god of rain almost in a sense, and it almost takes her away from the mortal realm, you have to watch it. It is beautifully told, beautifully animated, and it is just poetic. The this score for myself, this is what really stands out with movies, and you'll see why I have certain ones selected on this list. If the score matches, because I'm somebody who does a lot of production work, if the music score stands out next to it, bruh, I am infatuated to my core, and I fall in love with it. I literally, oh, I get chills. It just capsulates it perfectly. It's like putting in the, the freaking frosting on top of a cake that's already made perfectly. You're like, oh, God, my jizz. You know, like, it's, it's so good. I loved it. And then the last one on this honorable mention is Bubble. 
Bubble is a new Netflix one that was a one-shot movie that released this year, I believe, and it is unbelievable. I gave it a 10 out of 10 when I watched it for the first time because it hit on every single note that I look for in a movie itself. And I had people that have been pushing back on me like, oh, when you say something's 10 out of 10, it's a masterpiece. No, I would have said it's a masterpiece then. That literally means it is one of the top uh, anime movies of all time. That's not the case. It is definitely 10 out of 10 worthy because of the storyline, the animation, the hardcore parkour the way that they create this bubble world and how these bubbles, one of them may be even sentient and all this stuff. It's just super cool. They leave you with enough questions to have enough answers. So for example, a lot of anime science and things they don't explain, but you don't need it. It's not an anime series. It's just a movie. It's just enough to enjoy it. You don't need to know everything. Stop with that bull crap. Just sit back and turn your brain off like all your shonen fans like anyways. So it definitely deserved the cadence and the character design for the main girl in it. Oof. Oof. I don't like short hair girls, but oof, my guy, holy moly. It looked amazing. Oh, and one more. I have to mention this. Do you know, I actually, I have seen an anime movie in theaters before, before any of this stuff. Pokemon. I actually went when I was a kid to see Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back in 1998. I was eight years old and I still remember it to this day, to this day, to this day, to this day. I swear I'm going to try every time to get that in at least once a show. It's like the thing for the show now to this day. I went and I still remember it to this day to the movie theater that was down the street from me. The movie theater is no longer there. And I remember they gave us out these golden little plaques. It was fake gold, but golden plaque Mewtwo cards and stuff like that and when we went in to watch the movie it had like that little mini Pikachu story before the movie itself bruh to this day I will always remember Ash's sacrifice to stop the fighting and war between the Pokemon clones and the actual Pokemons it's like a representation of now white versus black red versus blue Democrat versus Republican your nation versus my nation Ash literally ran into the face of battle and said, stop fighting, stop it, and died for it. He died, literally died in the tears of all those around him, the magic that came from it in anime science and whatnot, literally unpetrified him and brought him back to life. And it was so beautifully told. I still remember as a kid, I was like, no more fighting with friends. You know, like, it was so cool. I still remember it to this day, man. I love that movie. And I could go back and watch it anytime. And fun fact, they actually did remake that movie on Netflix as a Netflix special one. And it's still dope too. The animation style, superb. The storyline's still the same. Super dope. You should definitely check it out. But... As now, the movie previews are over. It's time to get to the top three of my list. And I'm sure you've already noticed that I've left a few of these movies off. And so you're wondering to yourself, well, Alex, I know the mega slice of life simp you are. There's got to be some good ones here, right? Well, (laughs) buckle up, baby. You're about to get into the world of lovers. I'm just kidding. But, well, not really. There is actually a lot of love stories in these. Number three on my list goes to Mugen Tra- No, I'm just kidding. Number three on this list goes to Dragon Ball. No, 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 Okay, number three, Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish. This movie came out in 2020 and actually has a live adaptation of it as well. And I have not been honored enough to watch the live one, but the anime side one that I watched, and I watched it in sub, is Breath taking it was nominated for four awards and let me tell you this life lessons all three of these top ones on my list oh come get you some this one captures the whole fact of never giving up on your dreams and also 
never allowing any setback, any defect you're born with, or any obstacle that comes in your way allows you to take away from your appreciation of life, appreciation of self, and appreciation of the God-given talents that you were given from your birthday. And all these battles that lie ahead of you, you are a strong enough warrior to overcome them or else they wouldn't be there for you to battle. Remember that. Anything that you suffer from in this life, I don't care how traumatic it is, you can overcome it. I promise and I promise you are able to do it. I promise so many promises. It's insane to me that we don't try to fight these things more. And this movie is so beautifully done because Josie, she was born handicapped. She's stuck in a wheelchair. And so she's hating life now. She's so, she's grown crusty like the crab almost. She she literally has this heart that's so closed off to the world now because it's almost like it, it pooped in her face. It gave her such a bad start. She's upset now. She can't do much. Her grandma's not letting her go outside because she doesn't feel safe with her doing her own thing. They only take her for a walk once in a while. So Josie's hard to communicate with. And of course, our young guy comes into the picture. And this young man, He's super motivated, he's super passionate, he's chasing a dream, he's going to school, he works for this diving place because he loves diving, he wants to go to the other side of the world to see this fish he fell in love with when he was a kid, he has aspirations and he's chasing them and guess what, guess what? People who have aspirations, people who have dreams, people who are chasing something or are pushing for some kind of higher purpose in life are always happy people. Guess why? Because they get the formula to life. It's not bad. It's not negative. It's not meant to be depressing. It is simply you chasing your dreams. The reason why you are here, you are given something in this life and throughout your experiences that you have gone through, something will stand out to you and you have to grab onto it. And he did. And guess what? A fateful day he runs into Josie and guess what he does? He gets to end up spending time with her and he gets paid handsomely to spend time to walk with her, all of this stuff from the grandma and nobody expected it, of course not. He ends up inspiring her. He takes her to the ocean. She sees it for the first time. He helps her get out of her shell where she starts to want to chase her own dreams, her artistry. She wants to make picture books and the beautiful part about it is the best part about this story, of course something crazy happens to him and I'm not going to spoil anything because you need to see it if you haven't. Something crazy happens to him and then now he needs the help and he is almost in a sense handicapped himself and so it's time for Josie to stand up, to put all her bullcrap to the side, to stop being negative and to be the leading force she needs to be to inspire him again like he did for her. The yin to the yang, the pushing it forward and she steps up man. She steps up and the ending to it, oh it's so cheesy and so corny but I loved it because it hit so well. Oh man, I loved it. I love the fact that it shows so many great life lessons, plus it ties in a little cute love story and the fact that this is well, never let love take away from your dreams because if you do and you give up your dreams for somebody you fall in love with, then who's to say you won't give up on them down the road because you gave up on everything who you are as a person and they don't do that. They don't make each other do that. They keep chasing their dreams together. It's Oh, so beautifully done. And it deserves to be in a top three list, if not in people's greatest movies they've seen. I would honor it, I would validate it, and I did because it's my number three. So you're asking yourself, how can I outdo myself now after that exquisite breakdown? Well, I ask you one thing with a blank piece of paper and in the top left corner, it asks you to spell your name. 
Your name is Makoto Shinkai's greatest creation to human race and to us in this physical realm we're living in. It was nominated for 26 awards and won 16 of them. That's more than like Attack on Titan and all these other animals. Do you understand how monumental that is? This came out six years ago in 2016, and I fell in love with this movie. When I watched it, I am a mega simp for the hopeless romantic side that is inside of me. It is one of my greatest weaknesses and greatest strengths. That is why at the moment I continue to stay single because if I did not, I put too much of my time and effort into another that again, it's the whole thing about if you give up on your dreams, blah, blah, blah. you see how it's all connected, right? I had to stick on this purpose. And so I had to stay solo dolo and keep chasing these admirations and to make these dreams manifest, to bring them to fruition. Because if you put yourself in positions to succeed, succession will find you. And so this story is based on these two young kids that have like a freaky Friday, right? And so they switch bodies. They get to know one each other, fall for each other. They end up stopping the whole transition of changing back and forth. So then they're kind of like, well, what happened? So the boy's searching for her. He comes to find out like, holy crap, maybe we're in different timelines entirely and maybe something crazy happened to her whole place where she lived and so he's trying to help her she's trying to help herself so they could one day meet each other and then the worst part is after they succeed they forget each other's names and they don't even remember who each other are but they have some kind of feeling still there they still have something inside of them that remembers one another and on this random train ride that's towards the end of it they kind of catch a glimpse of each other on different trains and so for like five minutes they're going through the entire city trying to find one another and at the end of the movie One's at the bottom of this long staircase and one's at the top. And they walk by each other hoping that that's the person because they hope that they'll say something to them because they have this feeling that that's them. And they walk by each other and neither of them says anything. And then somebody turns and says, excuse me, do I know you? And the other one turns around crying and says, yes, yes, you do. (laughs) Oh my God. It gets me so hyped. Bro, I'm literally tearing up right now. It's not good. Oh, it gets me because the way it described, the way the story is played out and the thing that all of us go through this life is we really do deep down inside. I don't care who you are. I'll even admit it for myself. We all know deep down inside. We yearn for that one great love in our life. Who would not want to find a soulmate in this life to spend your lives together, to build, to grow old together, to experience everything and to beat this stupid matrix rats race system we're all trapped in, right? Like why wouldn't anybody want to find that? And so to see somebody that does and the great extent they go for one another and how love makes you do some crazy things, man, it's amazing. And it deserves to be probably number one if it wasn't for the movie I have after this, but I have to have it at number two. It's so good. Oh, man. But you know what's even better than that? A Silent Voice. A Silent Voice is number one. It was nominated for eight awards, only got four, but I don't care. A Silent Voice, it hit me hard. And this is the one thing that anything should do that's an art piece, whether it be a drawing, whether it be a show, whether it be music, it's supposed to connect with you on a level that you understand. So for myself, when I went through school, all of my younger days until high school, I was bullied. I had people that picked on me, threw food at me. Uh, I was in band, so I was one of the nerdier guys. I was skinny, all that stuff, right? So I know what it was like to be bullied. A silent voice is the pivotal 
marker, and it is the scope of the fact that it highlights bullying. And it shows that this young girl, which by the way, she's one of my favorite anime characters, Shoko is a young girl who has a disability as well. She is somebody who suffers from hearing impairment. She's deaf. She can't hear much at all. And so being a kid and being in school and suffering from something that makes you different and actually makes you stand out in your classroom, which it does because as soon as she transfers to the school, she has to write on paper to introduce herself to the class and hopes everybody can talk with her on her notepad. And of course, you have the cool kids in the school and then in the classroom that don't care for it, don't like how now she's the center of attention, the attention needs to be on us, so they start bullying her. And it's extreme, man. They actually start ripping out her earpieces and she starts to bleed from them and then the mom has to go through multiple sets of them, which costs so much money money and it creates this havoc for this little girl she ends up leaving the school but before she does the teachers actually stand up in front of the class and want to know who the hell's bullying her and sadly Shoya this young boy is the one that's the one doing it and he gets pinned out and he gets now the center of attention of everything and takes all the blame even though there was multiple people a part of it but he was the ringleader so he takes all the blame and now he turns into the kid that gets picked on and unfortunately the whole world turns against him even after Shoko leaves and as he goes into high school now he's an outcast he knows nobody he talks to nobody he's a loner he doesn't know even what he wants out of life who he is and even almost commits suicide in the beginning of the movie because he just can't handle all of it and he feels so much guilt and regret and it almost destroys his mom and how much she had to suffer and it shows a great representation of how the parents suffer when we do wrong the suffering of a bully after he's done bullying what happens to him now how does his life move forward what happens to him within this adventure of life and what goes forth with him throughout everything does he have retribution does he repent does he find a way to move forward does he fall back into his streak of his bad behavior all of this stuff and so it highlights it so well because we're always struggling for one thing and it sucks so much when we're in a high school in a younger setting that so many people overlook is that you struggle to fit in to this entity, this fake nothingness of just blah. It's literally a fake four years of your existence where this popularity bullcrap, which means nothing, is just a facade and we're all trying to fit in and be as cool as we can because we don't want to stand out. You don't want to be the weakest link. It's like being in a pack of zebras and you don't want to be the fat, slow, outside the group one and get eaten by the crocodiles. You're trying to blend into the middle so nobody picks on you, right? That's exactly what it was. And to see Shoko grow and to get older and to get close with Shoya and they become friends and he tries to make good with her and then she tries to kind of relate to him and understand stuff and he puts in the effort to learn sign language and then a little love story ensues but then Shoko something happens crazy with her where maybe she even tries to commit suicide because she hates herself because she can't hear she can't understand and she thinks she sounds terrible when she tries to talk and it's just oh it's so heartbreaking that people hate themselves because they think their downfalls are their worst attributes but for both of these young kids they were their strongest ability and they found something in each other they found acceptance which is why i freaking love darling in the franks and zero two so much she wanted to be a human but she finds out she's more human than humans are it's just oh absolutely love this movie it's breathtaking with its design it's the storyline itself the way it's portrayed how it goes forward, everything that's connected to it. It is by far the greatest anime movie I have ever seen. And today, I don't think any anime movie 
will ever defeat it because of how much I connected to it. And when you see the whole story come to an end and you see how it ends for Shoya and how he's finally able to accept himself and there's a big part that they accent these X's on people's faces because he's just exiled from everybody so he can't look at anybody in the face and nobody exists for him. When they all fall off at the end and you see him tear up because he finally is a part of himself again and he feels like he's worthy enough of being part of our... It's just, oh gosh, anime, y'all. Anime hits so freaking hard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now, before I get out of here, I need to touch briefly on the anime series movies because there are so many of them. I don't usually stay to these ones because personally, I like to stay to one-shot movies and as well as anime series. I'm the guy that loves shorter animes over longer ones. That's why I'll probably never endeavor into One Piece because one, I can watch so many more shows under that uh, span of time and I do content. So uh, quantity of that Uh, level is more important than the quantity of the episodes from one anime but i will tell you this there's a great movie that neon genesis evangelion did of course the mugen train from demon slayer was cinematography genius i went to the movie theaters to see that the cowboy movie the trigun movie there's so many more great ones out there the dragon ball z i'm sure the new one piece one is great that's in theaters it's called red or something like that whatever maybe i don't care but the three that stand out for me that i absolutely love I have mentioned them, but I want to rank them for you. Number three is Rascal Does Not Dream of Dreaming Girl. If you have not been privileged to watch the actual anime series of Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, I feel for you because that is peak anime fiction in a slice of life setting, entering in a almost sci-fi time traveling supernatural vibe to it and the characters are so beautifully told my sakurajima is like the epitome of what every person would love to have is this girl that's a brunette black hair with blue eyes she's a figure that's in acting a beautiful girl but she's humble she's very cute quiet spoken but then she if you get to know her she's very much so vocal and she is a little bit of a reclusive times but the best part is she has that soon dear vibe to her when you see what she does in this movie And how she goes from awesome girlfriend to one of the ones you wish for to God tier level girlfriend where what she does, I would argue 9 out of 10, if not almost 10 out of 10 girlfriends will never do for you in your life, bruh. This girl is the ultimate ride or die. She defined herself and stapled herself as somebody that I am hopefully going to find one day in this life of somebody who would give up that much for me if it was needed to be. She does something great to save our main dude. And when you watch this movie, it does such a good full circle because it shows you how it affects every character that they introduce to you towards the beginning of the actual anime series and how it brings it in perfectly to tie a bow at the end and shows you how all of this is actually very important to the grand scheme of everything. Sakuta was the one suffering from the puberty syndrome where he had those giant claw marks on his chest and it kind of hints to this girl that was involved with it as well. Her name was Shoko, and they bring her into this side, and it does such a great tie of connecting all of these characters together and what they go through. It is unbelievable, and I can't stress this enough. It is so well done, and if you've seen the series itself, this ties such a good bow on it. I would rate this movie top tier, man. It is so freaking beautifully done. Oh, I loved it. So number two on this list, it goes without saying, Sword Art Online, the progressive movie, Aria of the Starless Night. Come on, you're taking me back to one 
one of my favorite time periods in SAO, which is Eincrad. And I get to go back to now when they all get locked in there from Asuna's point of view, everything she went through when she was in this world and how she ultimately met Kirito before even they knew who each other were and he saved her for something crazy and how Asuna had this friend who just left her to die, basically. It was so crazy to see and the cuteness of the bond that they had together and this whole side story that you never even knew happened because it's canon, it's connected to the whole thing. It's just like Steins Gate Zero where you go through a different area of the time chart itself. It is so cool, so well done. You guys will absolutely fall in love with it. I fell in love with it. I stood up and applaud. I couldn't believe that they finally brought this to the big screen and that there's another one coming out the end of this year. I am so entranced and I can't wait to go through all the levels of Ironcrad or however many volumes there are of this, but bro, I am sold. I am a sold American. I absolutely love Sword Art Online and to see it from a different perspective and one of the best power couples of all time, Kirito and Asuna, beautifully told, beautifully done. And the last one, it's, of course, Violet Evergard in the movie. I mean, come on. You're going to give me the continuation. It's completely canon, and it picks up after the anime series ends, and we get to finally answer a question we were all wondering. Is the Major alive? And we get that question answered if <laughs> i just said that but whatever the fact is you get to see violet now moving forward with her life and seeing how she is living as a memory doll everything she has done to progressively grow herself as a person to now becoming a person to finding her purpose and what she is designed to do and what her passion is and how she wants to help people and her ability to articulate so beautifully for others the thoughts and feelings they have and to put it down in words oh so cool so dope so what happens now if the major gets back in the mix what happens to her does she go back into her does all of her progression that she's made as a character become irrelevant and she turns into the person she was which was just a slave in a sense to the major into the military and just waiting with bated breath for every single order what happens and the animation style is so beautiful the story how it's told and even the end scene where it happens and you see her she's like major 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 i had a major boner because <laughs> i was so pumped to finally see it come to fruition and i have violet evergarden as one of my top movies man it's one of those ones that i can give the masterpiece logo to truly is i have to from how much it did for me and if you haven't seen violet evergarden you need to go watch it on netflix netflix has these hidden bangers when you go watch it and you see the storyline itself the time lapses and how they show it going from day to dusk and how the episodes all stand alone but they're following this own story in their own subways and you get to see how these other people are living their lives and their sad stories oh my god it's so freaking good i fell in utter love with it and i had to mention them and shout them out and those are by far some of my favorite of all time anime movies and will forever be something i look forward to and myself i mean i'll say this i can't tell you the last time i really sit down to watch movies i mean the last one i probably did was with uh what is it forrest gump because i actually wanted to go back and rewatch it after something somebody mentioned to me about it and then before then I think it was a movie I sat down with my mom and watched that was a murder mystery but besides that I don't sit and watch anything like that I'm totally focused on my craft and anime that's all I have time for right now and then anything else that's outside of it it's a rarity so if I go to a movie theater or anything like that it is truly a rarity like the Batman I think was one of the recent ones I went to see which by the way that movie was just so overly hyped and overrated he was just this emo kid and we're seeing Batman in his lost era where he's like I don't know who I am but I want to fight for vengeance. <laughs> I didn't care for it, but I know people loved it. Cinematography-wise and storytelling, it was bliss. It was cool to see a darker side, but movies as a whole, 
These are without a doubt some of the greatest anime movies that I've had the pleasure of watching, and I recommend all of the ones I talked about to you. And to be honest with you, I'm sure any anime movie you watch is going to be amazing. There is no such thing as something that is truly a waste of time in this realm of entertainment. There are some that are better than others, but that's how it has to be, because for something to be great, you have to have something that isn't great. So I hope I introduced something new to you. I hope I sparked some insight. I hope I even gave you something to look forward to to and maybe something that you might like to talk about yourself, right? You never know. That's the beautiful part about all this is you never know where it's going to take you. But at the end of the day, man, these ones are the goats. These ones are definitely the top ones and are better than any other anime movie you've watched. (laughs) So before I get out of here, I want to do a quick shout out to somebody who has recently passed away and was a big figure in the anime world and a very much so upcoming voice actor on the English dub side. His name was Billy Kometz, and Billy was the voice actor for season one English side of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero Now for me. And I fell in love with his character. I fell in love with his ability to become the character and to not only make it his own, but to bring it to life in a way that most dub actors struggle with and is why most people prefer sub over dub because of the influx and the passion and the power they put behind it. And so my heart hurts to know that somebody who was so young, who died of cancer, who was taken away so many years before he should have and was removed from all of this, and especially when he was about to help the anime culture grow even more, my heart goes out to him. And to all of us, I hope we remember him and that we stand up even stronger to support every anime character we can and to also support the voice actors doing what they do and to always support the ones we love and to tell them we love them because we never know how many days we have have. We never know how many more minutes we have on our clock and this life is precious. So take it to heart. Make sure you pour one out for our guy and we always remember you. So thank you, Billy, for what you did and know that you will be remembered, my guy. Much love. So next week, everybody, you can expect me to do the first part of my anime hot takes where I want to start doing some shows sporadically brushed in where I bring you some hot takes I have on certain anime shows that I can touch on and to kind of give you my hotness with it and let you let you uh, be the uh, jury and the judges as I give you my spiel and tell you exactly why I believe these certain things. So it'll be fun. I think this will be a good way for me to have some clean out my closet, as Eminem said, because all this stuff is locked inside. So much love to all of you guys. Thank you for being a part of this show. And brand and make sure you follow me on all social media platforms to stay up to date with everything the tiktok page is bussin i'm going to be going live on there now more as well as i'm also doing daily posts on there so make sure you like that i just got the business cards in which i did a 500 limited print of these special edition square business cards that have the image on the front with anime senpai and a qr code on the back with the first edition logo on it so with the coming up orders for the day one shirts that i'm going to be putting in for soon you guys will be getting one of these limited edition cards and also any anime event i go to in this near future i will be bringing these with me to support the show so if you're lucky enough to see me come up to senpai and tell me you want a little bit of love and to support the brand so y'all stay blessed y'all have a great time and a great rest of your week and make sure you take a little bit more of my sunshine on the way out and always watch anime and make time to watch one new episode if you can so you already know how we do this fam anime senpai out all my ladies pop your back with it. Stop with it, lean with it, rock with it, snap with it. All my ladies pop your back with it. Stop with it, lean with it, rock with it, snap with it. All my ladies pop your back with it. Stop with it, lean with it, rock with it, snap with it. All